There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi everyone, welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I'm too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I like watching scary movies, so I watch them so that you don't have to. And I tell you all about them. Oh, I love it. We get to do it every week. <laughs> That's the whole <laughs> podcast. I love it. I love you guys. I'm just so grateful. I love you guys. I love, I you, love guys. you guys. How are we? What's up? <laughs> Somebody else go. <laughs> I'm stressed, but I'm fine. So that's that's it. Emily, you dwell on that stress for a moment longer. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. You just sit in it, stew on it. I will get back to you. Um, I kind of want to, I mean, I just want to talk about two things real quick. One, mm-hmm. um, Finished White Lotus. I don't know mm-hmm. have, if you guys have watched it. Um, I just got to say, have. I really enjoyed it. I know, Emily, I know you're about to go to Hawaii, and I feel like I've gone on a Hawaii vacation by watching <gasps> The White Lotus. And it really is. I mean, it was just a show that was like, so did not need to be made. That's what's funny about it is it's like completely <laughs> like, like unnecessary in a lot of ways. The story behind why it was made is actually the head of HBO had a whole scheduling clusterfuck because of COVID. And so they mm-hmm, called mm-hmm. Mike White and were, and were like, do you have anything like in your back pocket that we could shoot easily in a COVID scenario? And Mike White was like, I've always wanted to write something that's set at a resort. And they were like, cool, write it. And so he wrote this thing, no notes, no revisions, like oh my God. literally nothing. And that, that makes Whoa. the show so much more impressive that the fact that this is like a one and done scenario that they He's were amazing. Right? Yeah, I'm so impressed. And so I think that that happened in like May and then they started shooting in October or something like he like. The whole thing happened outrageously fast, and the show wow. is extremely impressive for that. Um, Jennifer Coolidge is uh, she's so great. She's a fucking icon. The there's a part where she does a whole like soliloquy on a boat where she's supposed to be spreading her mother's ashes, and apparently it's all improvised. <laughs> Oh my God, she's amazing. She's incredible. She better be nominated for shit because she was so great in it. She was so good. Just so good. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, I really, I really enjoyed the show. Um, and then the only, I just wanted to really quickly pivot into a completely different subject. I just mm-hmm. wanted to flag for our listeners something that we all discovered recently via a TikTok. Um, that the robot apocalypse is coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
it's not far away. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys aren't familiar, there's uh, I think it's called uh, Boston Aerodynamics, Boston Mechanics Robots. I think I can't remember the name now. <laughs> That's got to be it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> they had a video of these robots doing a parkour course. And first of all, they're adorable. They're like squat little robots with these cute little feet. <laughs> they're very funny. It really made me laugh. <laughs> At the end, they do a backflip and then raise their hands in like a congratulatory dance. Yeah, happy they're dance. like pumped that they did their parkour course. <laughs> correctly it's wild it's very funny but i was really impressed by them like they're advanced robots uh, robot robots technology. Are, ad- are advancing <laughs> they absolutely are i'm a little worried um that's all i wanted to i just wanted to put those two things on the table that's all i gotta say <laughs> i'm done <laughs> great perfect <laughs> emily you still stewing <laughs> yeah i just have nothing i've i've been doing nothing i have nothing to offer i have nothing to offer no it's fine i'm gonna um breathe more i'm gonna breathe more i accidentally forgot to cancel my headspace free trial because i've never and once in my life remembered to cancel a free trial before i got in charge um but that means i have headspace for the next year so Good, oh, wow. good timing. Yeah, I've made, I've made a mistake, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I'll listen to some nice breathing meditations later, and that might be really lovely. It's great. I really and I love the sleep casts. It's why I got the trial because I was like, I really miss those sleep casts. Um, a happy accident. A happy accident. Perhaps it is exactly what I needed. Maybe. So, you should you should listen to Rainy Day Antiques. That's I love the, Rainy Day Antiques. That's the it's best one, one of my favorites. I also really love Snowville. Um, oh, so Snowville. high recommend on Snowville if you haven't checked it out. <laughs> that's, that's all. That's it. I'm gonna listen back to this when it comes out and be like, oh no! Like listen to her, <laughs> listen to my past self unraveling. Oh, oh time capsule. Mm. Sammy, what's up with you? Um, I have two things as well. One is that I'm just very excited about all of the upcoming horror films. There's so many coming out. Candyman, The Night House, Malignant, mm. Demonic, Last Night in Soho. <laughs> the list goes on. The list folks. goes on. And we've got you covered. I feel like we might do most of them, but they might come out at weird intervals because, you know, I we can't do them all at can't do them all at once. I can't do them all at once. That is not how this works. Yeah, we did an Instagram poll of which ones you guys wanted to listen to. And I feel like all of them were like, yes, this one. Yeah, because they all are pretty. It's exciting pretty to have new movies again. It's just mm-hmm. exciting. it's all most spooky season. That's true. Holy shit. Um, and then similarly pivoting to a completely different thing after that is that you guys might know that I recently bought a very expensive water filter. (laughs) It is called a Berkey filter. It was $300. And I have a few friends that had them and had recommended them and they just sounded really great to me. And I got like, I was like, oh, I have to, I have to have it. I must, I simply must have it. And I really splurged. And I was like, this is so crazy. $300 for a water filter. I just did the math on how long the filters will last for me. 
Okay. They will last for 15 years. Wait, what? 15 years. I won't need to change these filters until I'm 47 years oh, old. Wait, what the hell? What? How did you do that? How? Tell, tell me more. Yeah, I need the, to, you to explain this water filter to me. The filters are good for 6,000 gallons. This sounds like um, spons- sponsored content now. Yeah, it's not. I really am just, I really Whoa. am just pumped about this discovery. So the filters are good for 6,000 gallons. And I probably honestly drink close to half a gallon a day. A gallon is 128 ounces. I probably drink closer to 60 ounces a day, but I just round it up to a gallon a day to make the math easy. So then it's like, uh, don't ask me to repeat the math, but it adds up to 15 years. <laughs> wow. Okay. So yeah. So that, then you're actually definitely saving money on definitely Brit- saving Brita, money. Brita filters, which fucking yeah. run out. Uh, immediately and i feel like they get expensive probably a scam like they're probably not even doing anything we're coming for you britta (laughs) (laughs) we're starting a war between britta and what's the name of the one berkey 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 i've tried your water sammy and it it was crisp tastes really good that's some clean water so maybe i'm maybe you're convincing me to get a berkey yeah sponsor us berkey this is um this is great advertising for you that we're doing here for for free. So pay us now after the fact. Pay us now. <laughs> pay us for what we just did. <laughs> Do you think that'll work? <laughs> yeah, it's in the bag. <laughs> okay, yeah, I wait. So. I think so. We'll send them that audio clip. <laughs> yeah. It's already out, but pay Perfect. us. oh man we're so so business savvy Mm -hmm. um okay so that's all i'll say about the berkey filter and let's talk about this week's movie which i'm equally as excited and and thrilled about Uh, this is one i've been very curious since a small child about it is the faculty came out in 1998 directed by robert rodriguez Written by Kevin Williamson, the oh, screenwriter of Scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story by David Wechter and Bruce Kimmel, starring, buckle up, Josh Hartnett, Elijah Wood, Clea Duvall, Jordana Brewster, Laura Harris, Sean Hatosi, Piper Laurie, Robert Patrick, Salma Hayek, Famke Jansen, Bibi Newworth, John Stewart, and Usher. Holy fucking shit. This cast is incredible. This is the most 98 cast I've ever heard. I love it so much. Kevin Williamson had such an amazing run with those, with Scream, the faculty. I know you did last summer all in Mm -hmm. like the same couple of years. Damn. Yeah. He must have gotten so rich so quickly. Seriously. What happened to him? Is he okay? (laughs) Maybe he's just really rich and happy. Because I think once you get really rich, you're happy, right? Yeah, that's... That, <laughs> I think that's right. That's definitely how it works. Forever, forever I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, All your yeah. problems just go away. Um, I remember seeing this one. This was one that I definitely saw at Blockbuster a lot. And was mm-hmm. always like... Cover. A memorable cover. I mean, the same kind of cover that Scream and I know you did. La- just like the cast. Mm-hmm. We know what you're here for. Here's a yeah. picture of the cast. Yeah. Looking angsty. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. You know? <laughs> That's right. 
Um, I definitely stared at this cover a lot in Blockbuster and was just like, I wish I was cool and old enough to watch this content. So at the ripe old age of 31, I'm glad I'm finally cool Here enough to just hear about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it is streaming on Showtime, by the way, or you can rent it for $3.99. Uh, its budget was 15 million and it made 63 million. We got a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 61% on Metacritic, and a 6.5 on IMDb. Huh. Surprising low Rotten Tomatoes score. Um, I'm, I hadn't seen this movie in probably 15 years when I rewatched it last night, and I was so, from literally the opening song mm-hmm. i got it opens with the offspring and i got so pumped and so nostalgic and i really really enjoyed rewatching it it was Yay. very very fun and i also don't think that it's too much too scary and so i just think it's worth a watch for anyone out there who's looking for a little Josh Hartnett. This is Josh Hartnett's only his second feature film. So a young Josh Hartnett looking hot as hell. Wow. I think it's worth a watch. Good to know. I mean, I do love Scream. It's like that's exactly the the amount of scary that I can do and still like have a lot of fun with. So, yeah, I think it's a similar scary level to Scream. It is cocktail hour, folks, and this week we are drinking a bad teacher. To make this drink, you will need two ounces of vodka, a third an ounce of simple syrup, half an ounce of lemon juice, three quarters an ounce of apple juice, an apple, cardamom, and ice cubes. Place one cardamom seed and some slices of green apple into a shaker, add your half ounce of lemon juice and muddle, and then pour the rest of the ingredients with ice into the shaker and shake and strain into a chilled martini glass. You can garnish with a green apple wedge. Cheers. So for trivia, I thought first I could give us a little Josh Hartnett trivia because we're <gasps> always, we always have questions about him. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Mainly, what's he up to these days? Yeah, that's my main question. <laughs> that's a Where big one. Is he, what's he doing? And I've got some answers for you. Oh, he hell yeah. is going to be in a Guy Ritchie film that comes out next year that also has Hugh Grant in it, which I'm excited oh. about. Okay. And he is also going to be in a movie that James Franco is directing. Interesting. Interesting. James Franco, the canceled James Franco. That's the one. The, the one and only canceled James Franco. Um, yeah, he's trying to sneak his way back by being behind the camera. Except I think he is actually also starring in it. <laughs> um, also, I bet you uh, he's he'll sneak his way right back uh, so easily. Yeah. yeah, I think. I, I mean, think the so. fact that he's already directing and starring in a film. I mean, I'm pretty sure that counts as sneaking your way back. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. He's doing it. Well, (laughs) and one thing that I thought was real crazy. So kind of speaking to the same thing of how Josh Hartnett kind of fell away from the from the limelight for a while is he apparently got super overwhelmed by how famous he got so quickly. And he like specifically made choices to step back and remove himself from from that and spend more time with his family and friends. And um, one thing that he did. (laughs) <laughs> that he regrets 
He turned down the role of Batman in Christopher Nolan's <gasps> Dark Knight trilogy. Oh, no, really? <laughs> Yeah, Chris oh, Nolan no. wanted Josh Hartnett. Isn't that so- <laughs> I'm like, oh man, that sucks. That hurts. Josh, ouch, ouch. <sighs> that really hurts. Also, though, imagining Josh Hartnett instead of Christian Bale, like, wow, what a different vibe. I know. Like, Christian vibe. Bale feels like the only dis- right choice, you know? Yeah. I think once you're in a, like, franchise trilogy thing it's hard to it's see someone so hard else to picture somebody else yeah like yeah you make it so your own and so christian bale definitely did and yeah, yeah i i can't picture anybody else except for robert pattinson who we'll get to see oh my God. pretty soon was, as woo! batman <laughs> i was gonna say um uh, like pattinson had a maybe i don't know if it was because he was overwhelmed by fame or just because i know he didn't want to be like pigeonholed as a like hearthrobby mainstream guy, but he did a similar thing where he, after Twilight, was like, mm, no, I'm not going to do mainstream movies anymore. I'm just going to do little weird ones. And then decided, oh, just kidding. I'll, I'll do Batman. I'll be, I'll be the Batman, <laughs> which is, we're so blessed. Um, wow. I, I, what are we talking about? All I can think about is Robert Pattinson <laughs> as a Batman. I'm so fucking excited. Oh my God. <laughs> But yeah, that oh, sucks I'm for so Josh Hartnett. Excited. I hope I hope he's okay. Yeah, I think he's doing well, and he's he's the best, and we wish him the best, and we really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to shout out that the composer on this film is Marco Beltrami, who is just a really great composer. He was also the composer on all the Scream movies, but he also did A Quiet Place one and two, mm. and he did the score for Free Solo, which is like wow. A very stressful movie. <laughs> yeah, talk about being stressed. Jesus. Yeah. He is a master of suspenseful music. Um, this was also the first film uh, of jo- Jordana Brewster and of Usher. Mm-hmm. And Robert Rodriguez cast Josh Hartnett and Elijah Wood again in Sin City in 2005, which I forgot about. And now I'm going to have to rewatch Sin City. Because I forgot Josh Hartnett was even in it. I've never seen Sin City. Um, um, trailer? <laughs> trailer. Let's watch it because, ooh, I'm so excited for you to get the vibe of this film. Wow, this I can't wait great. for a freaking 90s trailer. They really are something special. This one's special. You're going to love it. No more pencils. No more books. No more teachers' dirty looks. The students at Harrington High have always suspected their teachers were from another planet. Is this going to be on the test? This is the test. This time, they're right. Now, these six students won't just question authority. They'll have to destroy it. Critics are calling it hip and scary. A thrilling ride from beginning to end. The faculty. Please report to the principal's office. Hip and scary, hip and scary. I was going to say, they are really leaning into that hip and scary. That's like the, it's on the poster as well. Like (laughs) as if that were the nicest thing anybody could say about a movie. Well, critics are saying it's hip, so (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you decide, but critics agree it is hip. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow, 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 wow. Yeah, that's a very 90s film. Yeah, you didn't get enough of a look at, at, at Josh Hartnett, but... No, but he did look so cute and young. I didn't realize that was the conceit, is that the faculty members are aliens? That's well, it's kind absurd. of not, but... Sort okay. of is, but okay. yeah, there, it, there's more to it than that. Okay, it's more um, all I could think about is that pr- it's does he play the principal the guy who's like come down to the principal's office or whatever at the end? Um, that he's, he's also the football the, coach. Oh, okay, but he's also the freaking Terminator T one thousand. Yeah. So. Oh right, I forgot about that. You're right. Yep. Yeah. Yes. 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 Again, stacked cast. Stacked for 90s. Cast. Stacked 90s cast. He's so good in, in T2. He's so scary. So indestructible. He is a scary man. Oof. All right. Well, I bet in this one, he's probably doing something scary as well. He's doing something scary in this, too. Let's talk about it. And let's talk about it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for a hundred dollars off your first six bottles. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Got it. 
Okay, so we start, like I said, with the offspring playing the kids aren't all right and the dimension logo. And it just like feels like it's going to be scream. I'm just like so pumped immediately. We start with a high school football practice. The coach is the T-1000 guy from the Terminator. His name's Coach Willis. And he's being really crazy, like screaming at all the football players and just like huge and huge, crazy energy. And he's saying, like, we got our big game coming up on Friday. Like, you guys need to be better than this and screaming. And he flips over a bench with all of the like water coolers on it and everything falls everywhere. And he like dismisses everyone to go to locker rooms. And then he... He is by himself on the football field and we see someone approaching behind him and he turns and looks at the person who doesn't say anything. We don't see who it is. And he just goes, yeah, what? And then we cut to uh, in inside the school um, in like the teacher's office, teacher's lounge. Mm-hmm. There's um, the principal, Principal Drake, saying that. Basically, there's no money in the budget for any of the any programs other than football. This is a football school. The stadium's going to be packed on Friday. That's where we make money. Sorry, there's no money for computers. There's no money for the play. So were were we getting like alien vibes from the coach right away? Like he seems off, right? No, he's just like. No, he doesn't seem off. He just seems intense. I feel like. Football coaches like are that way. They just are like really intense and okay. I was just feeling like from the trailer, I was getting like kind of alieny vibes from the. Well, he might get alieny vibes later. Might. Yeah, I, I, oh, it's hard for me I to see, tell because I, I was just like Terminator, Terminator, Terminator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, okay, you know, got it. This got is it, a different it. role, obviously. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this isn't the Terminator. That's right. But okay, so it's like school is out for the day and. It's nighttime now, and so the teachers are just discussing this budget, and then everyone leaves to go home, and the principal realizes she's left something in her office. And so the drama teacher, um, Mrs. Olson, is leaving, and the principal says, oh, Mrs. Olson, you go ahead. I have to go back to my office for something. All the lights in the school are off. It's very scary. Imagine, like, walking through a Empty school with all the lights off at nighttime. Spooky. Oh, don't like it. Definitely nice. spooky. Mm-hmm. And so she gets to her office, finds whatever she was looking for, and turns to leave. And a jump scare. Coach Willis is standing right there and standing really close to her, like too close to her. And he says, Principal Drake, you're looking very, very pretty tonight. Uh oh. And she says, uh, have you been drinking, coach? Like, what's going on here? And kind of tries to back away from him. He keeps stepping close to her. Mm. He says, I can't seem to find any pencils. Do you have any pencils? And she's like, you don't need a pencil. You need to go home and go to bed. And he's like, I just wish I had if I could find a pencil. And she's like, fine. Yeah, I have a pencil. She goes to her desk, grabs a pencil, hands it to him. He smiles, looks at her. And then grabs her hand and stabs her through the palm. Ah. She starts screaming and she grabs her keys, makes the little key knife thing and punches him in the face with her keys between her knuckles. Mm-hmm. 
and it slices his face and distracts him enough for her to kind of get away. She's running. Uh, she runs to the front door, but it's been locked. There's like a, a, a padlock around the door and she's forgotten her keys. Her keys are in the office and uh, Mrs. Olsen is still on the other side. Principal Drake's panicking. Do you, Miss Olsen says, I don't have my keys either. I don't have, like, let me go get help. And she's like, no, 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 stay here, stay here. Don't leave me. I'm going to go get my keys. Like, stay right here. And um, we hear over the loudspeaker, will Principal Drake please report to the principal's office? Oh, like from the trailer from the very beginning? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And... Through some scuffle, he's in a different room and her office is empty. I guess wherever the, I don't know, whatever. He's not in her office and she's able to go grab her keys. And as she is heading back for the door to leave, he starts chasing after her. And she's fumbling with the keys and Mrs. Olsen's on the other side. Um, at, at some point, Principal Drake has grabbed a pair of scissors as like a, something to use for self-defense, but she's able to open the lock at the very last second and get out and close the lock behind her. Mrs. Olsen helps her pin the door closed tight enough that she can lock the padlock. And we see the coach on the other side, like screaming and about to like try to burst out and get him. And but they're but they're safely on the other side. The door is now locked and. uh, She drops the scissors and Mrs. Olsen slowly picks them up and looks at her with a straight face. And oh, no. you see Principal Drake like notice something is off and uh, Mrs. Olsen slashes the principal a bunch of times and says, Ooh. I've always wanted to do that. Wow. And then the title comes up, the faculty, more 90s music. Hell yeah. And it's school the next day. We see all the students arriving. Uh, we see like a muscle car pulling up, driving really fast. A and muscle like car. Is that a thing? <laughs> I mean, isn't that what they're called? Like a, like a. What, what is, is it a convertible? What would a muscle car a, be? It's a 1970 Pontiac GTO. Okay. Oh my God. Thank God. Was that in the trivia? Was that in the Wikipedia? Because you know I love to know the make and model of a car. (laughs) It was. Uh, You know what? I think a Pontiac is a muscle car. Maybe muscle cars can only be Pontiacs. Thank you. (laughs) If you Google muscle muscle car, it comes up with 1970 Pontiac GTO. That's what it says. Perfect. Copy that. Um, and uh, the car swerves in and parks like fully horizontally in a parking spot. So like exactly perpendicular to the p- parking spot. Perfect. <laughs> and out comes Josh Hartnett mm. with his hair slicked in this really weird way. It's like pressed up from the bottom, like slicked upwards from the back so that it points out at the sides. Do you guys remember this hairstyle from the 90s? I absolutely remember this hairstyle. Yes. Bobby Sanguini had it. <laughs> I honestly don't. I feel like I need to Google this really fast, like Josh Hartnett and the faculty. Would, you, would we call that a blowout? It's it's something like that. Yeah. It's like, because it comes to points at the sides, not at the top. Yeah. It's like, um, 
Oh, that's funny. The first thing that comes up, I do Josh Hartnett faculty and it comes up with Josh Hartnett faculty haircut. <laughs> it's the first thing that pops <laughs> People up. are dying to take that to their hairdresser and get the same cut. <laughs> yeah. Just points out at the sides. I don't really get it. I don't understand why anyone would do that. I think it was just the style because I do remember that. I kind of remember hair like flipping out at the sides like that a little bit. Um, yeah. That yeah. was like a, a lax bro thing a little bit. Boys either had that or um, the like uh, skateboarding ramp at the very front of their heads. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, yep. It just would like flatten Ugh. down and then like curl up <laughs> right at the top. Yes, that's like a, I can picture Devin Sawa with that hair. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Ugh, yeah. I've never been a fan of that. That's not a good look. And for all the men that are still doing that, please stop because some <laughs> men are still doing it, and it doesn't look good on anyone. Yeah. Uh, then we see coming out, getting off the bus, we see Elijah Wood, who looks like an actual high school student. He <laughs> was 17 when he filmed this, and I just couldn't believe how teeny tiny he looks. Um, he's super cute. And he gets yeah, off the he bus was and immediately. super, super young when they did Lord of the Rings, which would have been just a couple years after yes. this. God, he's, yeah. such a, he's such a little baby. Yeah. Um, and he steps off the bus and immediately gets punched in the face by some bullies. And they're like, they're like, Casey, whatever. I don't know. People are just immediately bullying him. Um, his, he's, he's, you get the, the dork vibe from him. He's being picked on. He's a dorky kid. He's wearing a collared shirt. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's how you know. Yeah. (laughs) And actually, uh, as he's like on the floor, it freeze frames and we get his name, Casey. So it's doing this little character intro thing where it's freeze framing on our characters now. Super fun. Did we get that for Josh Hartnett? Not yet. They do it at <gasps> strange times, not necessarily at the first time you meet them, which I think is a mistake, but it's very funny. Oh, that's interesting. It's very funny. Okay, okay. We're gathering the team. This is my favorite part of any movie where there is a team that must be gathered. This is, I love, I love it. I love finding out all the, all the, all the folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as Casey stumbles back, uh, Clea Duvall passes him and kind of says something shitty like watch where you're going casey and she's her vibe is goth she's got her bleached blonde hair and all black and like black fingernail polish and uh she freeze frames her name is stokely cool name okay wow and then she bumps into a jock guy that we saw earlier on the football team and he freeze frames his name is stan and then we're scanning the rest of the schoolyard and there's a popular pretty girl, um, a cheerleader. Her name's Delilah. And <laughs> she uh, she's also on the like n- n- newspaper. What do you call it? journalism? She's a journalism student as well. What do you call it in high school? Oh, uh, just, uh, just newspaper, right? Yeah. Just yeah I think they would like, be like, oh, I'm on I'm on I'm on newspaper. Yeah. Right? When you just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just write for the newspaper. The pa- I, I'm on the, the paper. paper. I'm on the paper. Yeah, you're on the school paper. You're a, st- a staff writer for the school paper or an um, editor write, for the school paper. I write paper. for the school paper. That's what they said would you're say. Not like a, yeah, you're not like a journalism student. <laughs> right, because you're no. in high school. 
I'm on the paper. I'm I'm on the paper. That's what they would say. That's what they would say. I'm sure of it. I don't think that's, I don't think that's <laughs> it. the normal thing that was said. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure that's not it. I'm on the I paper. Do pa- I do paper. <laughs> I do the paper. I do the paper. I make that. I write the paper. <laughs> I make the news. I that's the what news. they say. That's what they say. I'm I think absolutely that's what positive. They said. I, yeah. I write the news. I write the news. I write, I write the news. <laughs> Um, and after we, uh, meet Delilah, we see two guys picking up Casey, what, like, each holding one of his legs in their arms and slamming his balls into a flagpole. It's, like, <gasps> so crazy. What? <laughs> like, over and over. And <laughs> they just are like, <laughs> like, throw him on the ground afterwards and they're like, <laughs> like, oh my god, the amount of how crazy the that assault just was is so over the top <laughs> and everyone's just like <laughs> that is not that is not okay that kind of bullying is not it's allowed insane. did that shit happen it must it's have, simply not allowed it must have right other I like i don't think like quite as that's out insane. in the open. like this is yeah. like an a, a jailable offense i feel like <laughs> like i feel like <laughs> yes. it's very much assault and I've yes, I think it did happen, but probably not like at the beginning of the school day with literally all of the students around like laughing. I think if it happened, it would have been like a we know this is really bad and we're going to do it after school and everybody goes home and yeah, nobody that's can see like, because we'll go to jail. <laughs> yeah, because we'll go to jail otherwise. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I always went to really small schools and feel like I like avoided the intense bullying like like that you know i'm scared yeah. of bullies there were they always fights me. at my school i feel like there would be like Mine lunchtime too. fights that they had to be broken up and we'd we had cops on campus that would like break up fights oh god i went to such a different school <laughs> it was like everyone was friends with the teachers and like no one broke a single rule ever <laughs> that's nice <laughs> so embarrassing don't judge me um, I'm not I'm not cool or hardened in any way. Um, you never slammed anyone's balls against a flagpole? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? Or laughed while someone else did it? No, I no, I didn't. No. I think that's a good thing. Uh, then we see a, a new girl basically walking up to someone and saying, I'm new here. Can you show me where the office is? And she introduces, her, introduces herself as, I'm Mary Louise Hutchinson from Atlanta. Do you mind pointing me to the direction of the principal's office? And she introduces herself with this full intro uh, every single time she meets anybody in the whole movie. I'm Mary Louise Hutchinson from Atlanta. Okay. Um, and freeze frame, Mary Beth. Then we see in the boys' bathroom, Josh Hartnett is selling two guys fake IDs. One of these guys is Danny Masterson, mm. and the fake IDs look like nothing like them. They're complaining, and he's like, "I'll throw in some of my own, uh, some of some of these," and shows he has basically pens that are filled with white powder that are his own personal recipe, um guaranteed to something fuck you up something like that he's like i'll throw i'll throw some of these in too so and then we get the freeze frame his name is zeke all right 
Uh, then we go back into the teacher's lounge and we see Salma Hayek, who plays the nurse, uh, is feeling sick. And uh, also in the teacher's lounge is John Stewart. He is the science teacher and he notices the coach drinking a ton of water. The coach is just standing by the water cooler, refilling his cup over and over, drinking like 10 glasses of water in a row. And then Mrs. Olsen walks in, uh, the other one from the opening scene. So the coach and Mrs. Olsen are the ones that we know are up to no good. And they walk straight to each other and unblinkingly stare at each other. And the coach says, Mrs. Olsen, you look very, very pretty today. Oh, God. Uh, in Then we go to an English class. And the English teacher's name is Mrs. Burke. This is Famke Jensen. And she is really, the performance is very funny. She's like playing like a very shy, uh, uncomfortable teacher. Like she hates being in front of the class and she's embarrassed by all of her students. And she's like holding a book in front of her like a student would, like a nervous student would, but she's the teacher. So she's like holding on to a book and she's asking the class a question and Zeke answers and is like flirting with her. And she's, like, uncomfortable by it. And so Zeke is kind of, like, embarrassing her by flirting with her. I just want to I just want to hop in and say real quick that I do think it would be terrifying to teach a high school class. Yes, like, absolutely. To stand in front of a, um, a, a bunch of middle nightmare. schoolers would be tough. But but high schoolers, a bunch of high schoolers me. would be worse. Yeah. It would, yeah. And I wouldn't be able to let it roll off my back. I would take it all extremely seriously and personally. <laughs> I debated trying to be a substitute when I first moved to LA and I was like, no, like I won't. I, I, the idea of like entering a high school, I was like, I, I like literally couldn't, especially as a stranger, I was like the substitute. It was, it fucking terrified me. Yeah. No, I could Terrifying. No, thanks. Um, we see out in the halls, Stan telling Delilah. So we see that Stan and Delilah are dating. Delilah stands the football, uh, the, the, what do you call lead footballer? What do you call? Why can't I say uh, single quarterback? Whatever. Quarterback? I think he's just captain of the football team is what I'm trying oh, to say. I, okay. Okay. And Delilah is the, is the head cheerleader. And Stan tells Delilah that he's quitting football, that he feels like he is done with it. It's not what he wants to do. She's rude to him about it and says, well, basically says like, we're, well, we can't date if you're not, um, on the football team, like the head cheerleader is supposed to date the captain of the football team. That's the way it goes. And he says, don't be superficial. And she says, wow, superficial, like big word for you. Basically um, telling him that he's not smart enough to go to college without his football scholarship is what she wow. says. Like you Super need to stay healthy relationship. Yeah, she's dynamic. very mean. She's very mean to him. Um, At Lunchtime, we see Mary Beth go up to Stokely, and Stokely does not want anyone talking to her. She's um, goth and mm -hmm. uh, angsty, and Mary Beth is like, I like, I don't have any friends here. It seems like you don't have any friends here. You uh, seem approachable. <laughs> <laughs> and Delilah struts up and and starts bullying Stokely. And says to Mary Beth, I hope you're not a violent lesbian like your newfound friend here. 
very intense wow. <laughs> homophobic bullying. And Stokely's like, fuck off, Delilah, and storms off. And we see in another part of the school, Casey is eating lunch alone on the football field. And as he's walking back, when the bell rings, he finds something on the ground and picks it up and brings it with him. We don't quite see what it is. And the next class is science class. And we see John Stewart and there like a bunch of students gathered around him. And they're looking at the thing that Casey found in the field. And it kind of looks like a little amphibian thing and he's looking at it being like this doesn't make sense this is like an ocean animal but we're in ohio um and he says casey it seems like you might have found a new species and um we're there's a few parts in here where we get some lines from zeke showing that he is much smarter than he is acting he like Mm. he can recognize whatever the like species is he's like oh yeah protozoic or whatever yeah like a a bad boy who's like actually a genius he's just like i'm i'm scared how smart i am (laughs) exactly and um Something happens. I think Usher pushes Casey and is like, you didn't discover a new species. And they knock over a glass of water onto the thing. And Mm -hmm. it kind of starts, it like seems like it comes to life. It starts wriggling and um, they quickly transfer it to an aquarium that's in the science class, this little thing of water. And as, as soon as they drop it in the water, it sprouts all these long red tendrils. Ew. And starts swimming around real fast. And um, uh, John Stewart puts on a, like, household rubber glove and re- starts reaching in. And oh it's so crazy. He's like, oh, the surface texture of it changed. I, I want to feel it. It's like, oh, no. what scientist would do this? That's insane. <laughs> it's, it's it's like when that person tasted the alien. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's like, you don't, don't taste do an that. alien. You can't do that. Don't taste it. That You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Huge you mistake. reach into an aquarium with something with long red tendrils. I feel like it looks, even if we're not thinking about aliens, like it looks like whatever it is would be poisonous. I feel like things that usually have those long flowy, it looks like a lionfish type thing. Like it looks like it would be poisonous. Mm-hmm. It just seems like very stupid shock to reach you in. or poison. Yeah. Right. Um. So, but he reaches his hand right in and... He goes to grab it and it splits in two and it it replicates and the other Ooh. one also gets shoots out little tendrils. Yeah, and that is not a good sign. You got to poison this shit right away. <laughs> and he's like, oh, how interesting. Um, it replicates <laughs> and he's still got his hand in there and we see it get teeth and bite him. And it's it's still small. It's only about the size of, I don't know, a finger and but so it bites his thumb and it's it's bleeding and yeah it was stupid to put your hand in there that's that's why don't put your hand in there that's why that's why that's why (laughs) that's why why. don't that's why don't do that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we see stan quitting the football team and his coach who was previously really really intense high energy kind of just be like okay like that's fine stan and he's like are you sure you're not mad he's like oh my star quarterback quitting the team the day before our biggest game of the year 
why would I be mad? Like, you wouldn't do that unless you obviously had something serious going on. And uh, like you were having a real identity crisis. So I, I assume something must be going on. And Stan like nods and he's like, yeah, I, I am. And he's like, so why would I be mad? Like, don't worry. Just a wow. very strange interaction. And so Stan leaves. Also, and quitting the day before the game is honestly it's rude. shitty. It's shitty. Yeah, it's yeah. shitty for everyone. Quit. It's, it's, yeah, it's bad to your teammates. Yeah, yeah quit, quit next the day week. after. Yeah. Um. So he Stan goes to the showers and we see a shadow of someone come into the shower room with Can him. Can we get a name for Usher, by the way? Have we has he gotten a placard? No. No. OK. No, I don't think so. We'll just call it would him be Usher. Funny if it was just Perfect. Usher. <laughs> Usher. <laughs> so a shadow comes into the shower and right as Stan like rubs a bunch of soap in his face, like on his eyes. I guess people wash their face, but just rubbed a bunch of soap in his eyes. So he's like, hello, who's there? Who's there? And finally is able to wash the soap out of his eyes. And it's an older woman teacher who is like has these lesions on her face and her hair is falling out and she's like, help me, help me. And he goes to grab her to, she's like falling over and he goes to grab her and, and her, her head kind of falls and he puts his hand on the side of her head and her hair, he gets his fingers in her hair and pulls his hand away. And basically her scalp comes off. And all of her, like, skin, it's, like, very gross. He's freaking out. Casey comes in at that moment, and he says, like, get help, get help. And we see uh, moments later in the principal's office, Mrs. Olsen and Coach Wallace are in there, and they're, like, calmly explaining uh, she had cancer. She was on medication. We thought that she would be able to finish out the year, but I guess her health has taken a turn for the worse and like your discretion would be appreciated um and they're freaked out but they're like okay yeah sure um we see outside zeke selling more of his drugs in his pens and He's got like a box of pens. What do we think this drug is that he is conjuring? We might find out later. Oh, we will find out. But I thought I always thought it was cocaine, but it's not. We'll find out. Well, Well, the fact that he said that he like created it himself makes me think that it's not cocaine. Right. But but he's smarter than he lets on. That's true. So maybe it's um, maybe it's better than cocaine. Yeah, I bet it's better. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. Um, he's at the trunk of his car and has like a box full of these pens that have, they're basically like a single dose of the drug you just snort from straight from the pen. And he's got a whole bunch of them. And Mrs. Burke comes up again and again, like really nervously and says, Zeke, you can't be conducting personal business on school property. And he's like, oh, Mrs. Burke, like, you need to relax. Like, can I get you something? And he's like, this is my car. This is my private property. So I think there's I think I'm allowed to do what I want. And she's like, no, I've had I've had reports from students of you selling things to them. And do you want to take that up with me or do you want to take that up with the principal? And he's he like offers her. um, Laxatives, I think he's like, you seem like you might be a little blocked up, like maybe this is what you need. He's just kind of he's messing with her and she's obviously very um, high strung, high strung and leaves kind of like, we'll talk about this later. 
uh, we see Casey and Delilah. So Casey's Elijah Wood. Delilah is cheerleader. Um, uh, 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 Jordana Brewster. And they're both right in the news together. They're both on, on the newspaper. Oh, they do the paper. The news. Doing the they're news. doing the paper. Mm. Doing the news. Hell yeah. And I think this is after school. And so they have snuck into the teacher's lounge to look for a big story. They're trying to see if they can uncover something to write about. And two huge things happened this week. Um, I feel like they could write about either of those. <laughs> yeah, that could be good. Um, and uh, they find a, a flask in the history teacher's cupboard. And she's like, oh, no, I wrote about his alcoholism before. Nobody gives a shit about that except for his wife who left him. And Casey reads <laughs> the school paper. Also, who's approving who's approving these articles about teachers being alcoholics? Right. That seems wild. Um, and Casey says, you know, you can be such a and he pauses and she like looks at him like, what are you gonna say? And he says, A really cool person. Wouldn't you're not being a first class grade A bitch? <laughs> <laughs> and she says, Are you hitting on me? Which I think is funny that him calling her a bitch is like she's him, into it. Him hitting on her. She does look a little into it. Um, and but he's the freaking dork of the school and he's she's the, the head cheerleader. He's the opposite of the person she's supposed to be dating. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And just at that moment, they see a shadow of someone approaching the door. They don't want to get caught in the teacher's lounge, so they hide in the closet. And in comes Mrs. Olson and Coach Willis. And they head straight to that water cooler and start filling up their little cups. And they're like splashing These aliens it. are so thirsty. <laughs> they're splashing it on their faces. They're chugging it. It's like very not normal behavior. And Casey and Delilah are watching this like, what the fuck is going on? And we hear Coach Willis say whoever the older teacher was like it didn't take to her. Her body couldn't take it. She mm. and they're like, what's this now? And in walks Salma Hayek again, coughing and um, not feeling well. And she says, like, oh, are you guys the last ones here? Everyone's gone. And they basically corner her and Mrs. Right Olson's behind her. Mr. or Coach Willis is in front of her and she looks scared, like, what the hell's going on? They pin her down on the couch and Coach Willis like vomits up the slimy little pod Ugh. thing that wriggles into her ear and all this Ew. like blood shoots out of her ear and we see her like face start getting things like look like they're crawling under her skin. Ew, 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 ew. And uh, Casey and Delilah are watching this and as they're trying not to scream and make noise in the closet, uh, the old teacher's body falls out from behind them and falls forward. We see her dead body and that makes a noise when she falls and uh, the coach and Mrs. Olsen turn and uh, open the closet and Casey just says, Delilah, run. And they both just make a run for it and they run into the hallway and out steps the history teacher and prince, the principal from the opening scene who is now seemingly fine. 
Mm. And they're like, they're like, something's going on in there. They attacked uh, the nurse, and Principal Drake is like, "Calm down. What's going on here? Like, explain to me what's happening. Like, I don't like. You got to catch me up. I'm feeling a little lost here." And they're like, "The nurse, the nurse. They they did something to her." And then out from the teachers' lounge steps the coach, Mrs. Olson, and the nurse all looking totally fine and they all turn to face them and the principal says the nurse is there she's totally fine like what what's going on and they just say okay just run make a run for it they run out of the school and casey goes and gets his dad and the cops and they come back with the cops and he's like in the closet you'll see there's like a dead body but like clearly enough time has passed that they would have moved the dead body and um, he's like, they attacked the nurse, they did this, and the cops aren't really taking Casey seriously because the nurse is, th- is th- there and fine, and they're all saying, yeah, we don't know what he's talking about. They open the closet and they have put a CPR dummy in there to make it look like, oh, they were just Smart. confused. And he's like, no, no, like, I so, swear. Oh, they are teachers. Yeah, that's right. Mm, the smartest of us all. Mm-hmm. And so nobody believes Casey. He goes home that night and his dad is basically yelling at him like, like, I can't believe you made this all up. And he's like, I'm not making it up, I swear. And they're like, are you on drugs? Like, what's going on? This is so unlike you. And uh, he's like, I just need to talk to Delilah. I need to talk to Delilah. She can back me up. And I guess Delilah's not answering. So <sighs> the next day... Casey's dad takes him to school and he's like, I don't want to go. Like, don't make me go. I can't go back there. But his dad forces him to go. He's like, you're going to school. It's not an option. Casey goes into school and finds Delilah, who's now wearing glasses and her hair up in a ponytail. Like she is trying to disguise (gasps) herself from. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is like, is she different? But She's acting the same and she, they're like in the bathroom, like whispering with each other. She's like, I, I, I'm like dressed incognito because I don't want them to find me, which is like, what? Like, this is your school. They're not, any sense. they're not strangers. Like, Also, you look like you. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you still look like you. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't quite understand what her plan is in this moment, but they're kind of being like, it's a cult or something like they're all acting different. Something is up. And we get like a great shot back in the teacher's lounge of now all of the teachers just like drinking so much water. They're stocking the cupboards like filled with just bottles of water and more like jugs of water for the for the filter. And they're just all sitting in silence drinking water. (laughs) We see in science class that day, Mary Beth talks to Stokely and says like, I think she literally says, I've never met a lesbian in real life before. Very, very crazy, crazy dialogue here. Jesus. And also, Mary Beth, I bet you, you have. (laughs) And Stokely reveals she is not a lesbian. She pretends to be a lesbian, so no one will talk to her. Another very cool thing. Also played by Clea Duvall, who is gay. So that's interesting to me. Who is, yeah. Was she out when this movie came out? I'm not sure. But, like, either way, weird to play that. Yeah. If she weren't out when they did this, that's really fucked up to think about her giving that line. Yeah. Um, But so, yeah, she reveals to Mary Beth that she's not actually gay. And she 
Mary Beth notices her um, kind of looking at Stan, um, captain of the football team, ex-captain of the football team. And she's like, oh, like, do you have a crush on him? Like, why don't you talk to him? And Stokely's like, no, no, like, I don't. Yeah, I don't talk to him. And Mary Beth, I think, like, pushes her so that she falls onto Stan's lap. And Stokely is like, oh, my God, like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And. Um, but then she says like, well, but good luck, uh, good luck at the football game tonight. And he's like, oh, I actually quit football. And, um, he's, he says something about some game like six months ago. And she's like, oh yeah, well you, they would have lost that game if it wasn't for your pass in like the third quarter or whatever. And like says some like very specific details. (laughs) And he's like, you follow football? Like I wouldn't have, wouldn't have guessed that. So she clearly has a big crush on Stan um, and then the history teacher walks into the class. I guess they're in history class now. And, um, like clearly also, I mean, all the teachers are aliens now or whatever is happening has affected all of them. And mm-hmm. the teacher says, we're going to do a living family tree. Write down the names of every family member that you live with and all, <laughs> oh, of, your, all of your closest living relatives and where they live. <laughs> it's really funny. And he just says it's so deadpan. And they're all like, OK. <laughs> and then we see a bunch of students lined up for the nurse's office and Stokely and Mary Beth are kind of looking at it like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, why is so many people going to the nurse's office? Stokely kind of tries to peek around the corner and we see the nurse putting something in a student's ear and then closing the door so that she can't see what happens. And someone tells them, like, yeah, I guess we all have to do ear exams now. And yikes. Sure enough, as students are walking out of the exam room, they are seeming a little different. Hmm. Then at lunchtime, we see Mary Beth talking to Zeke and telling Zeke her parents are her parents died. And that's why she moved here. And Zeke says, my mom and dad are dead, too. Well, for all intents and purposes, they're alive, but they might as well be dead, which is like a very crazy thing to say to someone whose parents are actually dead. (laughs) Yeah. What? What? Um, But she seems like she appreciates him trying to connect with her (laughs) (laughs) and so they kind of have a flirty thing and they yeah they keep like making eyes at each other and uh just then mrs burke struts in looking hot as hell in a red tank top and like comes up to like kind of shove zeke and like i thought i told you no conducting business on school property a newfound confidence about her Mm. and he says what are you gonna do call my mom and she says how would i do that zeke your mom left you like she gets really mean and like your mom's never home and you're all alone because nobody wants to be with you and goes like way too hard and he's like what the what the fuck (laughs) and um yeah she's like calling him an asshole and screaming at him Not so shy anymore. No. We see Casey and Stokely in the library, and both of them are noticing, like, something is up. Well, Casey obviously definitely knows something's up, but Stokely has seen seen the people coming out of the nurse's office acting weird, and she says it's like... Some it's like invasion of the body snatchers and kind of laughs. And Casey's like, What what do you mean? And she's like, Oh, I'm it was a joke. I'm joking. It's a movie. 
And he's like, well, tell me more about the movie. And she's like, basically, aliens come and pose as humans, uh, but they leave. They But she says, but the whole thing is a ripoff of Puppet Masters, like an older movie. And mm-hmm. in Puppet Masters, they were parasites. And Casey's oh. like, Casey's like, but what if, okay, well, what if it was real? And... He's like, they decide, let's go to back to the science class. We'll look at the things like we need to figure this out. So Casey and Stokely head back to the science room and they grab. He grabs Delilah because Delilah saw what he saw and Delilah grabs Stan and they all go into the science room and the creature is gone from the aquarium. So they're just standing around the empty aquarium. Casey trying to convince them this is aliens, like our school is being invaded by aliens, Stan scoffing and Delilah saying, you know, take this seriously. Like we saw some shit that was like, this isn't a joke. And then we see um, Mary Beth and Zeke going to the lab storeroom that's right next to the science room. Uh, He like pulls her in there. And she says, what are we doing in here? And he says, we're going shopping. This is where I get my 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 supplies, my equipment for 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 making his drugs. And she says, you borrow it from the school. And he goes, I like to think of it as stealing. (laughs) 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 It's a fun line. (laughs) Um, They're having a flirty moment and they kiss. (gasps) Oh, my God. Jealous. I know. (laughs) And just then they overhear through like the air vent, they can hear Casey and the rest of the group in the room next door talking about how their school is being taken over by aliens. And so Josh Hartnett, or excuse me, Zeke bursts in to the other room and scares them and is like, uh, uh," does like a whole act of like he's being taken over by an alien, makes fun of them, says, Casey, you're the, the only alien here is you. Um, and just then John Stewart walks in and says, what's going on in here? What's going on in here, students? And Zeke turns to him and saying, oh, Casey just is being dumb. He thinks you're, thinks you're an alien. And John Stewart says, is that so? And starts like closing all the blinds on the window. Oh my God. Ridiculous. (laughs) And Zeke is, says, you know, like. Yeah, it's dumb. Like, see you later and starts heading for the door. And Jon Stewart grabs him, pushes him back and says, uh, like, don't worry, this will all be over soon. And then grabs Casey by the throat and starts pinning Casey up against a wall. Zeke switches into, oh, shit, something is up. And he goes and Mm -hmm. he grabs, you know, the paper slicer thing. It's like a big, oh, long blade yeah. to cut yeah. she- sheets of paper with. He grabs mm-hmm. that and rips the blade part off. Wow. Okay. It's a damn good weapon to find in a fucking school. Jeez. Yeah. Perfect school weapon. Yes. Perfect school weapon. Yes. Uh, and he he grabs that and says, drop Casey. Um, and... John Stewart does drop Casey and turns to Zeke and Zeke slices the blade and it cuts off all all four of his fingers Ew. of John Stewart's fingers and they fall on the ground and they are wriggling around and start spouting the little tendrils and his I knew it. and his hand where they were cut off from also starts spouting the red tendrils mm-hmm. and they're all like wriggling around and 
everyone's screaming and freaking out. And I think at some point he pins Zeke down and he starts vomiting the little sack, little slimy Ew. sack thing. Why is there, I hate, yeah, it's too I much vomiting. It's, a sack. Oh, it's like a little I cocoon thing. It's a it's nasty. Ugh. And he starts vomiting it, and Zeke from his pocket pulls one of his pens and stabs it into John Stewart's eye. John Stewart falls back, is momentarily like dealing with his eye. They all jump back up. He grabs the the paper knife thing again, and they're about to fight when we see the like powder from within the pen gets out and into his into John <gasps> Stewart's eye, and it starts foaming. And he he has a huge reaction and like seemingly drops dead. And okay. they stand over him like, is he going to come back to life? He doesn't. So whatever it is, this special powder drug. That's convenient. It, it is. Hell convenient. yeah, Josh Hartnett. Good job. Uh, so at this point, they're all convinced. Stan says, aliens are taking over our fucking school. <laughs> and yeah. they say, OK, let's we got to get to the get to the car. So they start like rushing through the school, but now all the students are kind of zombie-ish. There's this, the halls are pretty quiet, filled with students, but pretty quiet. And so they're kind of trying to walk slowly and quietly, like maybe they can blend in if they just move slowly. They get to the car, um, hop in and start driving out. And as they get to the end of a street, it's blocked off by police officers and the police are like going into every car and Zeke says, fuck this, peels out the other way and they just go straight to his house, another route and his house is like a full chemistry lab. It's like beakers (laughs) and like winding. It's like crazy. (laughs) He's He's got lab rats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Before Walter White, the original, the origin story. That's right. And he has, they have a piece of the, I I guess probably the finger from Jon Stewart that they are going to test and they drop it into a cage with a lab rat and uh, it's not making, it's not moving anymore, but they drop some water on it because that's what seems to bring them to life and so Mm. they drop water on it and sure enough the tendrils shoot out grab the rat and it wriggles in through the rat's ear and then the rat starts kind of moving slowly and walking around uh, acting different than it was a moment ago and uh, Zeke reaches in and snaps the rat's neck says sorry buddy damn but they just needed to see how it works and then they uh, he starts dissecting the rat again. Now, now Zeke's got glasses on and he's like, yeah, see here, this is like, a, this is how a parasite does. Like it's living inside the host and um, it attaches to the host and then controls it. And the drug uh, we see at his lab, there's like a lot of caffeine pills and that's mostly what is in this powder. Okay. And he says, the drug is a diuretic and it must dry it out and kill it. Like, I think that's what's happening. These clearly need to be really moist and this powder is drying them out. <laughs> I love a simple like, oh, well, just dehydrate it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Done, done, done. Wait, but this, isn't that in signs? Wasn't it like the opposite? <laughs> mm, yes. Where the aliens were couldn't handle water being on them. Yes. So this is guys, a different species. A, a different. If there's an if there's an alien invasion, we just got to try the basics first. Yeah. You know, it's, it's either water or not water. It's either water or no water. <laughs> Copy that. So, but then Zeke says, but it's incomplete. And somehow he can tell from this specimen that it is part of a greater organism. And this is where they turn to Stokely. And like, Stokely, you lo- you are into sci-fi and this shit. Like, what does that mean? And Stokely says, well, in theory, there's like a queen. And if you kill the queen, you would kill all of them. But in theory, that's in movies and shit. Like, I don't know. I don't fucking know if that's how it's going to work. But. They're like, well, you've been right so far, and that's like the best we've got. So, um, we might as well start trying to figure out who the queen is. But then Delilah says, well, what if one of us was an alien right now? And they kind of all turn on each other and have a moment of like, uh, Delilah turns to Stan and says, you just quit the football team all of a sudden. And like, you've been acting different. Like, why'd you do that? And, hmm. He says, well, look at you like you you have your glasses on and your hair up like I haven't seen you wear glasses since you were like 10 years old. And she's like, I'm incognito. And then they turn to Stokely and say, all of a sudden, you're not a lesbian anymore. (laughs) And then they turn to Mary Beth and say, you showed up like right when everything started happening. And so they're all like freaked out now. They don't know if they can trust each other. And Zeke says, we're going to have to each take a hit of the drug he pulls out his pens he's like you got to snort the drug and prove that you're human this is very uh, much a call back to the The thing thing. yeah the blood test oh yeah oh my god i forgot about that and uh his gorgeous beautiful hat kurt russell's Mm -hmm. gorgeous oh it's such a good big hat um so one at a time they uh start well first of all they're all like no i'm not doing it which is crazy like just do it so casey goes first and he he just like gets high and starts giggling which is interesting because it's like as if it were weed but it's caffeine pills but that he starts like laughing uncontrollably so i guess that's a side effect of this particular drug then he gives to make stan go stan's like i'm not fucking doing that it's like each of them individually goes like, fuck, no, I'm not fucking doing that. And it's like, just fucking do it. Just do it. <laughs> I don't know just why do each of us has to put up a fight. We're agreeing that this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But so Stan goes, he's fine. Stokely goes, she's fine. Zeke does it. He's fine. So we have uh, Mary Beth and Delilah. And they're both like, I'm not doing that. I'm not putting that shit up my nose. And he's like, you both do it. Do it at the same time. Um, oh, also, Zeke has a gun. And so Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he has a gun, but they're like holding a gun just in case anything happens. And so Delilah and Mary Beth are going to go at the same time. They go one, two, three. They each go back. They're like holding their noses like it hurts. And then Mary Beth looks fine. But Delilah turns around and she's got the little creatures crawling around oh. under her skin. Oh, my God. 
Delilah. She was trying, she was being so smart and really trying to place the blame on everyone else. Mm -hmm. And she uh, says, like, you can't beat us. We're everywhere. And, like, bursts out. She, like, runs through, throws herself through the wall (laughs) and, like, runs out of the house. It's like a flimsy little wood gate or something and like crashes through it and runs out to the call car and a his- the history teacher is there like picking her up and so she gets away they shoot the gun out they try to shoot her but they miss her and then they're Jesus. like okay fuck well how do we how do we find the queen so it doesn't kill her though because i guess it wasn't enough of the drug i guess so didn't, didn't the drug kill john stewart but i guess it was in his eye yeah i guess maybe she just did like a teeny tiny little bit Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. Why not? It's airtight. It's airtight. Um, and so they're trying to figure out how to find the queen. And Casey says, there's only one place on this Friday night that anyone in town will be at the big football game. Of course. And they start headed back to school. We start playing Pink Floyd, we don't need no education. There's fireworks going off at the football game, cool slow-mo shots of the coach, and everybody in everybody in town is now infected with this. And uh they go into the gym and nobody nobody's in the gym but them, and they're kind of talking and they think, well, it's probably the principal, right? The principal is the head of the school. It's probably her. And in walks the principal, says, you guys can't be in here. And they've got, oh, they like have gathered up as much of the powder as they could. They have like a big vat of it and a few of the pens still. And Mrs. Drake comes in. They have the gun and the pens and Casey's pointing the gun or no Stan's pointing the gun at her. Casey has the pen with the drugs and they're like, you got to snort this or we're going to kill you. And she's like, no, like I won't, I won't do it. And they're like, well, well now what do we do? <laughs> and Zeke grabs our whole plan. Zeke grabs the gun and shoots her in the head. Oh my God. Is that Zeke crazy? Is like a, Zeke is like a hardened drug dealer. <laughs> it's so wild. And she fall. I mean, she collapses and her head bleeds and they're like, oh, fuck. Like, I think we made a mistake. But then she reanimates and opens her mouth and the little sack comes out and like tendrils are coming out of her face. And like all these little bugs are like crawling under her skin. And Mary Beth takes the vat and like dumps it on her. And her she starts like sizzling and falls down and Mary Beth like throws the rest of it on her and Zeke no, is like Mary Beth. Zeke's like fuck no 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 and uh Mrs. Drake dies and kind of like foams and uh, it's gross her body just like sizzles up and evaporates <laughs> and um Zeke turns to Mary Beth and says was that everything it was and they're like, fuck, now we, uh, they each basically each have a pen. And they're like, well, let's see if it worked. And they go, they can't like quite see the football field. And so Stan says, I'll go out and check if if it worked. And as he's about to leave, Stokely grabs him and kisses him, says, I just didn't want to never have done that. Wow. Got a kiss. 
and uh, Stan heads out and he has a pen with him and uh, he walks out to the field and the game is over and it's raining now and the football team and the football coach are just like standing in the rain, like looking like they're loving it. And the coach has all the little tendrils coming out of his face and like crazy teeth in his mouth that appear for a second and then disappear. And then we see back at the gym uh, Stan running up, banging on the window. He's like, fuck it. Like, it didn't work. It's the coach. And Zeke's like, don't let him in. Don't let him in. We don't know what just happened. And oh, he's like, banging. Yeah. he's like, he's like, no, no, no. It's the coach. I saw him. I saw him. And Stokely's like wanting to let him in. And he's like, take the take the drug, snort the pen and prove it. And then you can come back in. He's like, let me take it in there. Like, it's raining out here, man. And he's like, I dropped mine. Yeah. I dropped mine. And. Damn. Zeke. Sorry, Stan. Damn. Yeah, you're done. Dunzo Bunzo. And Zeke takes his pen, slides it under the door, and is like, there you go, take it. And Stan picks it up, opens the top of it, holds it to his nose, and then, like, makes eye contact with Stokely and pours out the pen. And they're like, fuck, man, he's an alien, he's an alien! And Stokely looks so <laughs> upset, and he's, like, staring at Stokely, and he's like... It's so it's so great here. Like there's no fear. There's no pain. It's beautiful. You could be one of us. You could be beautiful. We want you. I want you. And she's like, you see that she's a little tempted by this. And but then they're like, no, 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 no. Like, leave him. They pull Stokely away. They run back into like the main part of the gym. We see uh, Stan like run off and. That was actually the last of the of the powder. The scat is what Zeke calls it. He says, I've got more scat in my trunk in my trunk. And they're like, oh, in your car, like past the where the football team is like, great. How convenient. And he's like, you got a better idea. Nobody does. So Casey and Zeke decide to make a run for Zeke's car to get to the other pens. And they get separated and. There's a bunch of school buses in the in the parking lot. Casey runs into a school bus and Delilah's in there and mm. similarly like comes up to Casey and is like, Casey, you could join us and like you could be cool. Like you wouldn't have to feel embarrassed anymore. You wouldn't have to feel like an outcast. You would fit perfectly. You would belong. And he's backing up and away, stepping backwards away from her and then. The football team like bursts through. You see Usher trying to get him, and uh, Casey opens the top of the bus and is able to climb up through the top and get away from them that way. And at we see Zeke has gotten to his car, and uh, the pens aren't in the trunk, and he sees a few of them, a few pens like on the floor of his car in the front seat, and then just at that moment. Uh, Mrs. Drake appears and he's like, hey, Mrs. Drake. Uh, and she's like, I, uh, he's like, could I, could I help you with something? She's like, yeah, I was looking for something. Oh, sorry. In the earlier scene, he offers her cherry flavored condoms, which embarrasses her. And he says, sorry, this, this is Mrs. Burke or whatever. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Mrs. Burke, not Mrs. Drake. Um, And. 
He's oh, okay. he says, "Can I can I get you uh you looking for some scat or something like that?" And she says, "I was in the mood for something more cherry flavored, if you know what I mean." And he's like, oh, boy. And he's, like <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, uh I'll hook you up." And you see him kind of like inching towards uh the front seat. He opens the door and jumps inside, starts the ignition, and she just bursts through the side window and, like, jumps in the car with him. And he's speeding and trying to drive away and also trying to reach for the pen. Can't reach it. It's just out of reach. And she's, like, in the way. And so he and you see her tongue come out and she's like, it's like a long alien tongue now trying to get into his ear. And he can't reach the pen, so he just go- he accelerates and smashes into a bus and like plugs his buckles his seatbelt right before, and she flies through the windshield, and you see her body just like fly comically far through the air. It's very funny. <laughs> I like shots like that when it's just like so clearly a dummy. Like yeah, it's they just like, like mm-hmm. threw a dummy and are like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just get that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like that, and um. Then he he grabs the pens and he gets out of the car and tries to like see what happened to her, where she went. And he sees her head with little alien tentacles coming out of the bottom, crawling around. And he sees her body a little further away, kind of looking for the head. And <laughs> eventually, Gross. eventually the head crawls its way over to the body and we see the little tendrils start trying to like suck back into the neck and again (laughs) again he's just like fuck this runs this is also i just want to flag that it's unbelievable that he happened to have accidentally created a drug that will kill an alien that seems to not be able to be killed any other way (laughs) yeah what's that called do 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 ex machina deus ex machina ex machina Mm -hmm. yeah Exactly. Mm-hmm. I write the paper. I write the news. <laughs> yeah, you write, <laughs> I write the, the news. news. You do the paper. I do the paper. Then we see, so it's just Stokely and Mary Beth now in the gym. And Mary Beth says to Stokely, like, who do you think it is? The the master alien, the queen bee. And Stokely's like, it could literally be anybody. And Mary Beth says, how does the invasion of the body snatchers end? And... Stokely says they win. Humans lose. They 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 win. And she says, "Well, maybe we really win. maybe we really actually do win." And like Stan looked happy. And um maybe they bettered who he was. And we see Stokely kind of look suspicious at this, like why what no, like he didn't look better. He was just not himself anymore. And she's like, "Yeah, maybe he was something better." And Stokely is suspicious again. And she says, Mary Beth says, I know you proud yourself, pride yourself on being the outsider, Stokely, but aren't you tired of being something you're not? I know I am. And Stokely turns and Mary Beth punches her in the face and Mary Beth's arms become crazy tentacles. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. (laughs) And, And Casey at this moment runs back in and sees Mary Beth turned into like a huge full monster. She like morphs into <gasps> crazy tentacle. She's the queen, baby. From Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta. Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson from Atlanta. Also the queen. So they start running from her and they run through the gym pool 
and she like jumps into the pool and like moves in the water really quickly. Loving it, loving it. She's loving the pool. They love the pool. Um, but I hate ooh, I hate when the monster is like good in water and you're not. Like I think water ugh, in general awful, is just very awful, scary. Awful. Oof. Yeah, it's yeah, way it reminded too scary. me it reminded me of that part in the quiet place where the alien just like disappears underwater and you can't see where it goes. No, yeah. thank you. Yuck. Um but they're running around the perimeter of the pool and almost make it when the when alien Mary Beth gets to the other side and one of her tentacles grabs Stokely's leg and pulls her and Stokely smacks her head really hard on the on the concrete and it's like immediately her head is bleeding and she's unconscious and she gets pulled mm. into the pool Oh and boy. God bless Casey. He turns and like it runs to the side of the pool to like wait for her. And he's like, Stokely, Stokely. And like, I don't think that I would do that. I think that no, I would no, keep no, running. No, no, no. I mean, I would maybe like look, yeah. but she's like being pulled underwater by an enormous alien while she's unconscious. <laughs> also, it's not like they were friends beforehand. I think they were a little friends. Oh, they were? Casey and Stokely? They were in the library together. That's true. They were in the library. Too. I don't know That's their really full friendship history, but yeah, yeah. I either way, Casey stays and uh, and is like just at the side of the pool, like yelling Stokely, 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 <laughs> like trying to wake her up. And guess what? It works. She wakes up and she is able to wriggle free and get out of the pool. And he pulls her out, and they go go into the locker room together. And we see the alien kind of morph back in to Mary Beth Louise Hutcherson, Hutchinson, I can't remember, from Atlanta. And um, she walks out of the pool, now doing the slow villain walk. And she's naked now. Uh, we see, uh, see Casey and Stokely huddling in the locker room and a shadow approaching in the doorway. And then the shadow is Zeke and he comes in all out of breath. He's like, hello, where are you guys? Stokely says, Zeke, Zeke, we're here. And as he's walking to Stokely and Casey, Mary Beth appears and is like crouched behind a wall and is like, no, Zeke, it's her. It's her. She's the queen. And Stokely's like, no, she's the queen. She's the queen. And they're pointing fingers at each other like that Spider-Man meme. And... Uh <laughs> Zeke you could, is like confused, but then sees that Mary Beth is completely naked and is like, uh, Mary Beth, why are you, why are you naked? And Mary Beth kind of changes and drops the act a bit and is like, oh, does my body bother you? And starts like walking uh, to, towards him. This is a seductive group of aliens. Seductive aliens. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. And she says, I'm still getting used to it myself. And he says, this doesn't make sense. Like you snorted um, the powder like I saw you. And she says, you saw what I wanted you to see. And we get a little flashback to the snorting scene and see that she had like a little skin flap come in from her nose that blocked it so that she could tilt her head back uh. without it actually going into her nose. So she had a little alien trick that could make it seem like she snorted it, but she didn't. And so then Zeke, in this realization, pulls back one of his pens, is about to stab her, 
when Stokely grabs his arm and you see Stokely's face has all the little wriggly worms underneath her skin and Stokely is also infected. And oh, man. he yeah. pushes pushes her off, is able to start running. Him and Casey uh, or Casey pushes Stokely back into like a lock, a locked room, like a chain link fence within a locker room. I don't know what these are even for. Like equipment but, and like, stuff? I guess like you have to maybe lock away expensive stuff. Yeah. So pushes yeah. her into that, locks it behind her. And Zeke says to Casey, snort this stuff. Like, show me that you got to prove that you're not an alien. So Casey snorts it again to be like, come on, man. Like, we don't have time for this. Snorts it. Um. They're running and they get separated and we see Zeke's body like fly through the air. He's been like flung through the air by the alien. And Mary Beth is trying to find Casey and is talking to him and kind of doing the like, you know, I my planet was starting to dry up and I found this planet like with so much water and I thought I might settle here. And then I found all of you. You were all lonely, just like me, and I thought like we could all be together, and I could I could give us that. I could bring us that peace and togetherness where we don't ever have to be afraid again. And Casey says, "I'd rather be afraid." And she says, "Fine, have it your way." And turns back into the monster, starts chasing him once more, and. Uh, we see that Zeke's like head is like he's unconscious from being flung across the room. And so it's just Casey being chased by the alien. He runs into um, the the main room of the gym with like the bleachers, uh, like the auditorium and. Uh, starts running underneath the bleachers and presses a button on the wall that makes it so the bleachers are being pulled in. So if you're Mm -hmm. underneath the bleachers, you'd be like crushed. And so he's running and they're pulling in one at a time. And so he's like just beating it. And the alien comes in behind him and is uh, like sort of beating it at first, but he's faster and he gets out the other side and it just crushes and pins the alien, but it still has all its like tentacles and tendrils out and grabs uh grabs Casey and he's got one last pen and uh he stabs it into the alien's eye says guaranteed to jack you up (laughs) (laughs) as as he stabs it it shoots like a bunch of sharp little things into his face that like crawl under his skin so these little (gasps) things start like burrowing under his skin and he falls backwards, but then the powder starts getting into the alien's body and starts foaming, and the alien starts dying and dies. And as it dies, the things under his skin shrivel up and fall out of his skin. We Ew. see in the in the little locked part of the locker room, same thing happens with Stokely. They're all falling out of her skin. Casey goes back to right. her says are you okay are you you she says i think so we see zeke wakes up he's like oh so when we shot the principal uh we just now she would have been alive that's what i'm like there's like no way because they kind of came to that conclusion before that if you kill the queen everyone else will go back to normal 
because that's how it happens in the sci-fi novels that Stokely has read. And so Zeke shooting her in the head is a huge choice. That's just murder. That's just murder is what it is. Wow. Okay. Um, Zeke. Zeke is like. Live and learn. It's. Yeah, he's supposed to, he's supposed to be like the heartthrob uh, main yeah, character, like the hero, but he's really but he makes just some pretty like, bad choices. Yeah, pretty dark. Mm. Uh, and but seemingly everyone's back to normal. We get one month later, and there's news um, crews reporting at the school saying uh, life is back to normal after the mysterious disappearance of several fac- faculty members one month ago, and like. Some students claim there was aliens, but the authorities are denying that claim as they're found no substantial evidence. We see Zeke is now on the football team smoking cigarettes while he's playing football, which is an interesting way to play football. Coach is Mm -hmm. yelling at him. Um, Coach is back to normal, back to his normal yelling self. Uh... And we see Stan and Stokely uh, are dating now, and they make out. Great. Stokely's now wearing head-to-toe purple. No more head-to-toe black. Wow. Uh, 180. <laughs> uh, they make out, and then we see Casey, whose hair is now gelled up, looking real <gasps> cool. Not a dork anymore. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He just needed some hair gel. That's he just all he needed. Some hair gel, and we see that he's on the cover of Time magazine for some reason that I <laughs> didn't quite understand. But the news seems to he makes the news now. I think is wow. is what that means. And uh, then Delilah comes up behind him, and they start making out. So him and Delilah are an item now too. Um, Cute. Wow. And then the credits roll and we get a kind of ID shot for each of the characters and their actors. And every character is like a flashback shot of a shot that we've seen in the movie. So it's like Josh Hartnett, like shot of him with the Mm -hmm. drugs or whatever, except for Jon Stewart, who is seemingly a a one month later photo with an eye patch and his hand bandaged up as he's like trying to balance a donut and drops the donut because he doesn't have any fingers. (laughs) I just like that every single other one was a flashback shot, but his is like me without an eye and now no more fingers. That's very funny. Oh my God, it made me laugh. Um, whoa. Whoa, what a ridiculous movie. Isn't it that crazy? wild? <laughs> yes. It's so crazy. Yes. It's the 90s, man. Wow. Um, but yeah, man, I loved I loved rewatching it. I had a real blast and I do recommend it to anybody who can handle it. I feel like it's not too scary. No, it doesn't sound too scary mm-hmm. at all. It just sounds like ridiculous. It's it's I mean, it's like I know what you did last summer in Scream yeah. where they're just like they're not actually that scary. Also, was John Stewart like in movies uh, for like, a short period of time? Even yeah. an, an actor. He was an actor before honestly. the Daily Show. Mm-hmm. And then just realized that he's not a very good actor and stopped <laughs> trying to be an actor. <laughs> mhm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um Wow, when are they going to start making teen movies like this again? Instead, we have Euphoria, which I got to say is a lot better. <laughs> but a lot darker. Mm-hmm. The world is a lot fun. darker. That's for true. Teens. That's true. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's a new Scream movie coming out, so we'll see if it kind of tries to tries to get into some of that nostalgic '90s essence. <laughs> Wait, do we think that the the little alien creature that he found in the parking lot that was just like an extra alien creature that just was hanging out? I think <laughs> I think it was it because it's in the same spot where the coach was at in the very beginning. And so okay. I think it must have been one of the little pod things that they were trying to inject into his ear that, yeah, they've had an extra. Just an extra one. <laughs> Just an extra one. Air tight. God, leaving those around. Yeah, it's, it all tracks. It all tracks. Um, wow, what a wild ride. Thank you, Sammy. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you, Sammy. I loved every second of watching it, and I hope you guys liked hearing about it. Every goddamn second. No vo- no voices? Uh, are you kidding me, Henley? Mary Beth Louise, the queen. The queen. Oh, of course. <laughs> From Atlanta. A very, a very Atlanta accent. How I forget? Very good, normal, correct. Mary Beth Louise Hutcherson from Atlanta. From all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. 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 <laughs> Goodbye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you like the show, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate that. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast or become a patron at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast where you'll get access to trailer reactions, uh, bonus episodes, and all sorts of good stuff. Otherwise, we will be back next week with a new episode for you where we will be recapping Candyman. Very, very pumped. Talk to you guys then. Love you. Bye.